You are listening to the Joe Mays and J Raff Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Hockey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. 1.16 to go, 41 yards. Cardona to Allen. Six titles, nine appearances. How about the drive to go close it out? You see Tom Brady. Enjoy him, folks. You're never, ever going to see it again. Not in our lifetime. Nope. So here's Zerline, part one, 48 yards. And we'll end it. No good. The rain continues. Yes, it does. They've got to snap it. One more time, the ball will end up in the hands of Tom Brady on the kneel down. And there it is. The dynasty continues. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappa. Hello there, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I am your host, Joe Mays. Sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back, man. We're hitting the rhythm here, right? We, we, we got it going on. And then, we, and then summer will be here, and that yeah. rhythm will be gone. I mean, unofficially, and at least meteorologically speaking, summer is here. And by the Wilson School District standards, summer is also here. So... I beg to differ. Well, okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm just student kidding. student focused <laughs> yes. wise yes. because my daughter is is done. She, she is does done. not she have to go she on Monday. Done. So in terms of students, and to be fair, I don't have to go tomorrow either. Okay. So. Well, but there are days this week I will go. So, so we are we. I mean, we are. I'm not complaining. Down. Just to be clear, I am not complaining. <laughs> don't worry, he's not watching right now to get any kind of text. So uh, he is volunteering, much like many of our normal viewers and spawn of us. Are, uh, yeah. are all at the same function for the Which next Which is why we were like, hey, what time works for you? This time. This time. Yeah, let, <laughs> let's do this time. So, yeah, so we are. Everything you need to get done for the week needs to happen in, in, these, in, in this. Yes, in like two this hours. two and a half hour period after drop off to pick off. Uh, at at the church, you know, we're gonna we're gonna cram everything we can into this like six fifteen to eight o'clock, eight fifteen time period. Yes, for the next five nights. So, <laughs> yeah. So here we are, getting to talk NFL again. We're we're yeah. gonna do divisions five and six. Well, I mean, it, it's kind of fitting considering NBA and NHL could be done tomorrow. Yeah. So. Um, I both hope, possibly I hope coming out the way tonight. I want them. To. I hope yeah. hockey's done tonight. Well, I mean, wait, what's the NBA series right now? Three one, Toronto. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that is how I want it to end because yeah. I mean, as much as I'm still disappointed that the Raptors are the ones that beat the Sixers, I don't want to see Golden State win again. See, I kind of want to see Golden State no, win. No. 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 I, I don't. I, I want to. I, like. I want to dislike the Raptors more than I do. Um. 
Like I feel like this see, is one here, and done. Here's for the them. thing with the Raptors, though. Here's the thing. I'm like, this, this could be the Sixers. Like this could be the Sixers. They lost on a, they lost on a ball that bounced off the rim four times. Right. However, what they really lost was when they blew a, when they didn't score for nine minutes right. in Game Four when they had a chance to take a three one lead on the Raptors and didn't do it. Yeah. So, a lot of issues, but a lot of uh, could have beens. Yeah. Sorry. But anyway, that being said, um. Those are wrapping up soon, and it is going to be time for training camp before you know it. Let's not rush it, though. Let's not rush it. Right. So NBA almost over, NHL almost over. Then in about a month, we'll have the Midsummer Classic. Yeah. We'll have uh, All Star Game, which uh, hey, best, it's coming back to Philly best in month, best seven month. years. Yeah. But uh, cool announcement. I'm glad they got to announce that before um, Montgomery passed away. Yeah, so. me too. And also, I I have heard that that was a big part of it, that they wanted to do that. They knew he wasn't doing well. But I also heard that they're doing it in an effort to help kind of – they want – like other Philadelphia wants yeah. it because they want to do They want to do a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, they want to host like every All-Star game, right. you know, drafts, things like that. I'm on board. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let's what, do it. What would we have to – do you know how much extra stuff, like special things we'd have to cover then? Yeah. I mean, and my ultimate goal right now is to go to that All-Star game. Me too. So, Me too. And I think seven years in the future, which is kind of crazy to think about, but like my daughters will be old enough that one right. or both could go with exactly. me. Exactly, exactly. So – yeah, so I'm excited about that. I already started pulling out my old, um, was it 96? Just think. It was like, 30 years, right? It's a 30-year gap, 96 to 2026. One of your daughters will be going into her last year of middle school. You I shut bet. your mouth. <laughs> That's okay. It just makes them more, you know, they're they're so cute and lovable right now, but there will be so much I – I want to be careful how I say this because <laughs> – I don't want to say easier because I know at the older they get, the bigger it's the different. problems it's get. Different problems, but like they're easier to manage, like with your time because they can be so much more independent. Right. And also, if they're interested in going to things like that, I don't have to be like, "Here, hold my hand the whole time," or right. you know, make sure that I have a vice grip on them because they're not so tiny. Now right. that they can at least be like. If you need to go no, to the bathroom, that, you can go to the bathroom. Like, I don't have to take you. Right. In. Which they still look at me. They're like, this is the boys' room. I'm like, well, are you going to go by yourself? Right. If not, I'm not going into the women's room. You got to come into the men's room with me. That's how this operates. Yeah. So, but that'll be fun. It is exactly 30 years since the last one, right? The vet yeah, hosted 96, it in 96. Which I went to FanFest in 96. And that was like... So that would have been like sixth grade me, I believe. Um, it was it was awesome. It was so cool, um, and that was like, yeah, that was that, that will have been thirty years ago. And so, like, I think about how far things have come now. But like, I just remember it being one of the coolest experiences. Like, they had all kinds of like demo stuff set up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have all kinds of stuff you could buy. They had all these things you could do. Um, you could get on and like you could do play by play for like a classic Phillies play. Like it sounds a it, lot it, like it was, um, it was really fun NFL experience outside the Super Bowl, okay. kind of like because yeah. that's what we did when when my dad and I and um, Terry and Todd went to Super Bowl thirty five in January two thousand one. Giants Viking or excuse me, Giants Ravens. Right color, wrong, wrong city, right color. Also wrong conference. The Vikings actually got destroyed by the Giants <laughs> to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, so Giants Ravens that didn't come out in our favor because the Ravens beat up the Giants pretty good. But we got to hang out in and around the Tampa Bay area. We went to the I think was it NFL Experience is that what they called it? I think so. Yeah. Like I, I don't. But they had like the like a Madden booth right, and like right. they had all these games you could do and you got to yep. meet like current and former players and some legends and like we got pictures. Actually, I still have one of the pictures 
is right over there um, of the four of us there yeah. holding a Super Bowl ball. And we got interviewed by one of the like local stations here because we recognized, I don't remember if it was FMZ or who it was, um, Reading Eagle. It was a news station, though, because it, it, it was a video recording that we did. Because they were walking by and we recognized them and we were like, hey, we're from Reading. And they were like, oh, we'll interview you, you know? Because <laughs> that's awesome. That, it was interesting to them because, well, it's a Super Bowl everyone's interested right. in, but because of Kerry Collins playing, you know, they wanted right. to get the, that local flavor. So I I haven't ever really, I don't think I've ever asked this or I know this. You guys knew you were going to the Super Bowl before we you knew, knew who it was, right? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, you yeah, didn't yeah, like, yeah. it no. wasn't like, oh, Giants are playing, Kerry's playing, let's go. Right? I believe we found out. In the, um, I want to say the fall at some point because they used to do a lottery, which I don't even think they do anymore, where like anyone could send in, like you had to fill out this information, you send it into the NFL, and they would do random drawings for, I don't remember how it was, 500, 1,000, and it was... what However number of winners got two tickets to purchase at face value. So at the time, I think when we went to the Super Bowl, they were like... Between three hundred fifty and four hundred dollars a ticket, which is cheap by today's standards. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they're like three times that much, and that's yeah. that's you know basic tickets at face value are now over a thousand dollars. So when we went, it was right around four hundred. I want to say, I mean, I have my tickets somewhere. I want to say it's like three hundred seventy-five dollars or something. And we for years, my dad would send in, and he would use our, the employees from the sandwich shop and family members, and they would he would be like, "Look, I'll pay for the postage. I'll send this all in. Can I use your address? Because you can only do one per address." Right, right. But he's like, "If you hear back, like I want, I want those tickets." And didn't hear for years. Well, in the fall of two thousand, we got not one but two chosen, and I don't remember what person that my dad sent him in on the on his behalf. But so we got two, so we knew that. My dad, me, and he and Terry were going, and then Todd was the next one up. That's cool. Uh, and, and it was actually they surprised him with it at Christmas. Oh man, um, that he was going, and uh, you know it's only a month later, right? So that it was right. happening. So I think his, I think my uncle his, Todd's dad knew, so like he was already getting right, stuff behind right. the scenes settled. But so yeah, we all went to the Super Bowl. We didn't know obviously at the time who was playing. We just were going. We we're going for the event. Like, right. We wanted no, to see absolutely. it happen. I've heard that about the Super Bowl. I've heard like if you have the chance, you should go regardless of whether it's because let's be honest, like we're not so much in a spot where like oh the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. I want. Right. I should go. Like yeah, that's not really. You don't could could I do it? I guess technically yes, but like it just depends on how much you're willing to pay. Right, and so by that standard, no, I can't do right, it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, if you know, if it's something you plan out, like for example, like I want to go to the All Star Game in 2026, you know, regardless of where, how, regardless of how many Phillies are in or something like that, like, okay, you know, you, you just kind of make it happen. Um, yeah, no, 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 that's 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 really cool. And it's amazing though to think. Like, I was pretty sure that was the situation, right. but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. How much it's changed in what well in eighteen and a half years this year it'll be nineteen years since we were there. The venues really haven't changed that much. It still comes in and out of Tampa Bay, but I'm sure the compensation and obviously the cost is different. But like when we got to our seats, every seat had a seat cushion with the logo on it. Now it didn't have teams listed. It was just the Super Bowl. Excuse me, the Super Bowl logo. So we have a seat cushion for that. Obviously, we bought a program, but in the seat cushion came 
like headphones, like an AM FM transmitter radio. So you could like listen to the broadcast of the game. Uh, it had a binoculars, like it had all this stuff is inside your seat cushion. That's cool. Uh, so it was, it was really cool. My cousin and I sat in, we, so we were in the one end zone in the corner. My dad and Terry were in the other, the same end zone, the other corner. Okay. Uh, but you know, it was a cool experience. Like, we stayed the whole time. We watched the, the end, even though it was oh, the yeah, Ravens absolutely. that won. You gotta like, like soak it all. And in. I had to see Ray Lewis standing there with his grin on his face, just a your year favorite. removed from killing someone. It's your favorite move. So hey, hey, hey! Not we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, but no, I mean, it was great. I wouldn't trade it for anything for the world. Uh, it was an amazing you know, opportunity, and that's cool. But we've been trying to go back ever since. But they don't do that lottery program, right. so you pretty much have to know someone, which that's not happening. Right. Or you're willing to pay a lot of money. Right. But yeah, it's something my dad and I would like to do again. So we'll see what happens. But that was an incredible opportunity. I mean, it would have been cooler to see either the Giants win or a team that we really cared about. But seeing right. Kerry Collins play in the Super That's Bowl. That's pretty cool, is, too. It was pretty yeah. sweet. So uh, we are not talking about the Giants yeah, sorry. This, this evening. But we are talking about the Ravens because we're covering no. the North Divisions. And we will get to the AFC North probably second. So we're going to start in the NFC North which is probably one of the better divisions to talk about for 2019 yeah, because one. we're celebrating the 100th anniversary By the of way, the NFL. Those Bears uniforms, I love them. I love, I love the them. uniforms. I'm not a huge fan of the helmet. No, the I socks. love the helmet too. I love it. Oh, my gosh. I, I, They're I, probably my favorite part. It's just odd to me that like the spacing on the, the – like, I know. And like if it's throwing it back, like I get it. That's fine. It's weird. I, mean, there I, are, I get it. There are some throwbacks that are – awful and then there are some throwbacks <clears throat> the dolphins that are incredible yeah so like i i really like them i am glad they're not like what they've changed their uniform to now are they wearing that every game this year i thought like did they, they were, get a waiver because of the 100th anniversary i thought they were only wearing it the first game oh it's just like, the first game i don't know that okay. for sure but i thought it was that first game which is the thursday night game that opener like i thought that's when they're wearing it i could be wrong like most of the um, alternates, they may wear it like a couple times. You know, like it would well, be cool I think if you they can wear it up to three times unless you get a waiver from the NFL. Right, right. I mean, if there was going to be a waiver, like this would be a good example well, right. well, of a time the, to do the NFL, it. The NFL, because of concussion thing, they limit the helmet thing, which right. is odd to me because you if can the helmet paint. fits one way, well, also like if yeah. you get the same helmet, like. How hard it's not hard to calibrate them, right? Like, it's really not. They also paint the helmets every week, right? You could also paint <laughs> like, it a different color. Like, and the biggest drawback is right now for the Eagles because we want to see the Kelly green, yeah. They can't really wear the Kelly green with the midnight green helmets, no, like, that would just no. look stupid. That would be awful. Now, maybe the Eagles next year was it next year, I like know, 2020, yeah. that they could completely go to the Kelly right, green, right? Yeah, oh, man. Know. And I hope now this can't happen for Miami, I think, until 2023. But they're wearing the throwbacks three times this year. Right, yeah. And and they introduced a new throwback because they had been wearing the aqua throwback. Now right. they're wearing the white throwback. Right. So they're going – Well, see, like they're, – they're, they're doing your favorite. Right. White helmet, white jersey, white it. pants, and it's the throwback. I love it. It's it going to be so awesome. Um, I wouldn't mind if the Bears wore that like as their home uniform this year. You know what I mean? Like where well, yeah, is your I, home I uniform? I don't care. Wear like, your regular one on the side. Yeah, like – but I understand that – there's a, there are guidelines there, and but when it comes to uniforms, I understand where you don't necessarily want it something like Oregon in the NFL, where it's something new every week. But at the same time, I'm like, look, if you have a f few set things, like right. go for it, you know. But 
I'm going to pull it up here and put it on the screen in case someone hasn't seen it yet that's watching this. Um, you know, it is their 100th anniversary, like with the NFL, because the NFC North teams are some of the founding members of uh, professional football in the United States. So it's pretty cool logo it's, uh, have there too. Yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna be um, it's gonna be cool time. I'm not sure why this isn't showing up. That's unfortunate. Just white seeing white is not is not helpful. Neither was clicking that button. That didn't help anything either. Um, let's see if I can figure out a different way. Nope, just showing white. Good. All right. Well, I will keep working on that. That's all. Um, but I, yeah, I just I was hoping to show what the jerseys look like because if you haven't seen them, you know, it'd be cool to to be able to take a look. But you know, it's going to be fun. A hundred years of the NFL, hundred fifty years of college football, seventy five years of Wilson football. So it's a yeah, pretty significant a... Uh, significant year. So it's going to be a lot of fun uh, throughout. I think every club has its own 100 uh, symbol that they'll be wearing on, I think, the neckline. I think it's all like going right at the chin on their jerseys this year. So it, it's going to be, uh, it's gonna be a, a good time. So, yeah. See, like I like the jerseys. I, I think re- that looks really so cool. It looks like straight up like an Auburn jersey. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> like, does. You're right. Yeah, that is, that is pretty cool. So, but it, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. But so... The Bears oh, are one of the teams we're yes. going to talk about. And uh, the the Vikings, Packers, Lions. So we saw the Bears' tough. renaissance last year because yep. uh, they had a down year in 2017. We were able to uh, come back last year, finish 12-4. And, four, and you know, they fell to the Eagles at they the did. double doink. Yeah, um, I was in Disney World during that. I remember I was on a friendship boat coming back from <laughs> Disney Studios, and someone was streaming it on their phone, and so I'm like watching over their shoulder, sitting there with my family on a Disney boat, trying to figure out if the it's Eagles like an had NFL commercial, this and is I'm like, not even or like a Verizon commercial. Right, yeah. yeah, this is like like I I stand up, yeah. Well, it, see, the thing is, it didn't even matter to me, but I right. knew that everyone back home was freaking out. So right. I was like, I need to know what's going on. But yeah, so the, the Bears went twelve and four. They won a division. Uh, first time they had won a division since twenty ten. Uh, had mostly been dominated by the P- Packers and and the Vikings uh, in the last what seven eight years. But then the Bears were able to get it done last year. First year head coach Matt Nagy, yeah. uh, you know, semi local guy going yeah. coming from Mannheim yeah, Central. Central. Cool connection there. Amazing to think that also Frank Reich from Cedarcrest is a head coach in the NFL. I, I am almost certain. I need to look it up. I'm almost certain that those districts border each other at the northern part of Cedarcrest and Mannheim Central, and the southern part of Lebanon County. Yeah. No, it is incredible that uh, that two guys from a small place can because you feel like you would that would happen in a place like i mean new york's not necessarily a football hotbed but Florida like or california texas or, or texas Cal- southern california and, and maybe it like, does and maybe it's right. this isn't that a unique thing but for it to be like, in south central southeastern pennsylvania that's <laughs> or a like, pretty big yeah, deal pittsburgh yeah. like it happens out there, right like yeah that kind of stuff maybe not coaches but like players but like we're stuff. far enough away from philly to not call ourselves philly you right. know because right you know we're not within like that like 20 30 miles right. you know we're double that we're outside so, I well feel like, lancaster lebanon's even farther right. from philly so yeah. uh but it's it, it's really cool and everyone's kind of kind of cheering for the bears and other except when they're playing the eagles obviously yes. i don't think anyone really has that much hatred for the bears around here i, I mean i i mean there's some packers fans everywhere but, so well, they're everywhere, with that, yeah. but like no it's not really 
there's definitely more people pulling for the Bears because of Matt Nagy than cheering against them because they don't like the Bears. You right. know, like so. Right. So the the question now is where are we going to slot the Bears, Vikings, Packers, and Lions? This one's tough. This because... one is very tough to, I'll, to me. I'll, you, you want me go. to go first or you, you want to go, go first? first? You go first. All right. So we're going to start at the bottom like we yeah. always do. We're going to do fourth place in the division. And I think actually three of these four teams underperformed last year. Yeah. And I expect a little bit more. Um, see, this is where I, I find it tough because a lot of times you'll see a team with a new regime that'll bump up their win total. Yeah. Uh, you know, did the Bears overachieve last year? Could they see a fallback? You know, tw- winning 12 games isn't, isn't an easy thing to do. So I'm not sure they're going to get there this year, but Especially I don't in think a good division, right? But I also don't think they're going to fall off by like four to six wins. Like I, I still think they're going to be up there. But then again, you have the Lions entering a set with a second year head coach. Green Bay has a new coach, and and what about the Vikings? Like I I just okay. feel like those and, three teams right. all underperformed last year. Right. And okay, so let's throw in Chicago. You know, I I know we'll get to these things. We don't have to discuss it right now. But things I think about. Where do I slot uh, Mitchell Trubisky? Trubisky right. So, like, he could be, at times, like, depending on how the season goes, he could be the best by performance quarterback. Now, I'm not saying he was last year or that he will be this year. Right. Name recognition, he he's still fourth. Could be the best. <laughs> he could be the worst, you yeah. know? All right. And then you're like, well, yeah, but the defense. Yeah, the defense lost their defensive coordinator. Now, that doesn't always translate to, you know, a, a big factor, but sometimes it does, you know? So, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, well, like you said, there are three teams that I felt underperformed or underachieved last year, and the team that overachieved, and it makes it interesting. What is what? Maybe they overachieved. I don't know, but the thing that tells me that maybe they didn't is that all of their losses were by seven points or less, including two in overtime, and another by a point. True. So, like, they could realistically have gone. Yeah. undefeated if with a couple bounces their way. Now, sure, they won a couple games by a touchdown or less, including against the Cardinals in week three, two points. You know, But there's other game times that they blew and, people and away. They should have beat the Packers week one. Right, they should have like, beat, beat the Packers, Packers week, week, one. week one. They probably should have beaten the Dolphins in week six. And they definitely should have beat the Giants. And, right, and they should have beat 13. the Giants in week 13. But they only lost the Patriots by a touchdown, and we right. know what the Patriots yeah. did last year. Now, that was at Soldier Field, so you know right. you flipped that game and played in New England. New England probably beat them by more than right. a touchdown, but it just seems that whatever Nagy and his staff did, plus the acquisitions of the front office, you know, Khalil Mack, not exactly someone that you can push aside. Bears, I think to me, are fit to stay there. So they are definitely not my number four team. No, they're not mine either. But where do you put the other three? Okay, and so I want to say Packers. I, I want to say Packers are, are the worst team in the NFC yeah, North. Yeah, see, they, we, they came up last week when we were, or at least maybe in my head, but <laughs> they came up when we were talking about the um, how in the South it's kind of the opposite with the Saints for your picks. Like, we used to always be like for the Patriots, for example. The other example I had was mm-hmm. the Packers. Now, we're a couple years removed from that, but we used to always go with, until I've seen otherwise, I'm picking the Packers in the NFC North. Yeah. That was that was a few years ago, but like that was still well, they won. I think they won the division four years in a row. Right. So. And now I still feel like, at what point does that become, I'll believe the Packers are different when I see that they're different. Yeah. Meaning they've moved on from what we right. just referenced right, right, and right. like that they just don't have it. Um, I just... 
I don't know. I mean, they have a new head coach, which gives me pause to think, you know, maybe Matt LaFleur will turn it around. Maybe Aaron Rodgers hasn't burned enough bridges. Maybe Aaron Rodgers will be healthy enough. But they were, what, 6-9-1 last year? Yeah, and, like, okay, so even if – I know this is sounding, like, sacrilegious to some people because they feel like Aaron Rodgers is, is the best quarterback in the NFL. But if he's healthy the whole time – where do you slot them? Because like I still don't know that he has, like he's got a couple of receivers. He's got, he does have a couple of receivers. Devonte Adams is a beast, um, <laughs> but that's it. Yeah, Geronimo Allison has flashes. Well, and Marquez Valdez Scantling, he yeah. kind of you know took at least the fantasy world by storm a little bit there right. last year. He was picked but up in many leagues. Jimmy Graham, would, you know, they didn't really hit it off very well. Like. Who's going to be running back still? Well, that's that's been a question for how long? How long can they protect? Is it Aaron, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams? Right. Is what about the liner? Bakhtiari and Belaga going to get it done? Will they stay healthy? That's been and their then, biggest and then issue. Their defense. Like I don't. They might. They very easily could have the fourth ranked defense in the division next year. Well, they haven't been very good for how long? That's right. People think that's the reason they don't have an additional Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. Right. Their defense can't hasn't been able to stop so anyone. Like, so if your defense isn't like I don't feel like their defense is like giving us reason to be like, oh, they're gonna be a lot better than last year. And the offense like okay, if you have Rodgers, obviously that's probably a few more wins. Like obviously I'm not gonna discredit that, but there are more than just a few more wins from being a playoff team. Right. You know, like, now maybe not technically, but in this division this year, I think they are. So, yeah. I don't know. So they went 6-9-1 and one last year. <sighs> Three more wins might still not get you, probably still doesn't get you in. Right. But I, I also, I'm not sure that they're better than six wins. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't... Well, I, let's look at their schedule because we looked over the personnel okay. and nothing jumps. Out. I mean, they did they did take our boy Adrian Amos from the Bears. Yeah, so, and I love him. Uh, yeah, like and that was a great one, and it was just yeah, but, that was tough. So they open with the Bears, which is the Thursday night opener because they're the two most prestigious right. pro football teams in the nation. Right, is the Packers and the Bears. But you got to think the Bears will be favored in that one. It's at Soldier Field, so yeah, I would think so. So. Now they host at Lambeau the next three weeks, but they, it's the Vikings, Broncos, and Eagles. Vikings, I don't know. We'll get to them. I mean, at best, I would say it's a push, though. I agree. Now you have the Broncos. Again, I would say probably push, but because it's a Lambeau, maybe you favor the Packers, right. and you get the Eagles. Well, now I think the Eagles are better than the Packers. I mean, I hope they are, but like... I, I mean, I think they are. Okay, now, like, good. You could, I like I, it. You can say push because it's at Lambeau. If it's in right. Philly, I'm taking the Eagles the whole way. But even so, like the, yeah, the but if Packers you're playing them in been, Lambeau in September, that's not all well, that Well, they different. haven't been invincible at home. That's no. the thing. Like it no. hasn't been at least not last year. No. Then they got to go to Dallas. Dallas, I think, is better than the Packers. Plus, it's in Dallas. Then you have the Lions again. I think probably a push, maybe favor the Packers because it's yeah. at home. Maybe Raiders again probably favor the Packers. Right. But then at the Chiefs, that's a loss. At the Chargers, that's a loss. You get Carolina right before the bye again. Right. There, there, I'm not sure there's any games on there that I'm like, that is an absolute Green Bay win because the weeks after the bye at San Francisco at the Giants, are they definitely better than them, especially on the road? Uh-huh. Like, I feel like 
their best case scenario are a bunch of pushes and then a bunch of losses. Right. There's so, no game on there that I'm like that. It's I a think what helps win. them with the Eagles too is that's the Eagles on the road on a Thursday night. I just saw that. So that that could be, you know, if you want to lean. But even if you if you're leaning Eagles, does that maybe just make you more of a push in that one? You know, right? Uh, yeah, I, it's tough. I could see them being the worst team again. And here's the thing: there is zero confidence that if it, it does not start well, that it's not going to be a dumpster fire with Aaron Rodgers and the new coaching staff, right? Like, because you're paying one guy, and and that that could get ugly. Oh, absolutely, it could get ugly real fast. So I just I think they're my worst team, and I th- actually I think I'm going to drop them to five and eleven. Wow. I, I just out if Aaron Rodgers wasn't the starting quarterback there, do they win more than three games? No, no. Deshaun Kaiser, who was already shipped out of Cleveland, you know, like yeah. I just I don't see how no. um how this team is going to get much done. Yeah. I really I, don't. Unless the new coaching staff has this new philosophy, there's, you know, reinvigoration, more energy, but still personnel wise, I just don't think that they have what it takes to get it done. Um, I, I just don't. I, so I'm kind of split because I think the bears are better than them. I think the Vikings are better than them. I don't know that the lions are better than them. That's, that's kind of where I'm stuck right now. And I get that. Um, because I like Matt Stafford, but I just am like he didn't have he a great more. year last year. That there was so much dysfunction early on. They seem to get it together a little bit, um, but it's it's crazy. So I um anyway I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with the Packers at worst. I'm gonna put them at the same win loss record though. I'm gonna well, they had a tie, so you going for the tie again? Oh no, I'm gonna put them at six and ten. Six and ten. Okay. So I'm five and eleven. You're six and ten, but we both agree Packers is the worst team in the division. I don't like. I just don't know where else to go with that. I'm not sure. Like Lions are my neck. They're my three. Yeah, my Lions are my putting them at seven wins. Lions are my three. So they were six and ten last year. So you're bumping them up a win. A win. Um, I think because I dropped the Packers of five and eleven, I'll bump them up to. I think I think I could see the Lions at eight and eight. Okay. Uh, I you know I'm not a Matt Stafford hater, but again he no, hasn't I, done I enough like, right for me to convince me that he's gonna get it done. I mean they do have Cook and Savage there to back him up, which I mean so, that's that's so. decent depth there. They're not guys that are gonna win you a division, but no. I think like they're comfortable if Stafford would have an injury. They brought in C.J. Anderson, who was the best running back the Rams had in the playoffs, yeah. which is crazy to think because what Todd Gurley did during the yeah, regular there's season. There's all this talk now that Todd Gurley it might be arthritis problems. Yeah, and he might be done. Right, that's and that's he nuts. Might be done, but I mean their running back depth is incredible with yes. C.J. Anderson, Carryon Johnson entering his second year, Theo Riddick, and Zach Zenner. Yeah, that is a stable right there. That yeah. is four deep. And they also have um, the rookie Ty Johnson. Yeah. So you know they've got plenty in the backfield. Not a one right. horse backfield, but right. we talked like most. You need to have two or three. And then while they don't have, I mean, Danny Amendola may be the biggest quote unquote name on their wide receivers. They've got better guys, and so Danny Amendola right. in that third or fourth Th- three or wide four, receiver yeah, guy, you got that. That's huge because he's he can still be a three or four right. wide receiver. He's not a one or two. They got Jermaine Curse, Marvin Jones, and Kenny Galladay, and now you throw Amendola in there. They got four. I think, and I think Devonte Adams is is better than those, but the depth again oh, is absolutely. better in one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And yeah, so okay, you throw two guys at Devonte Adams. 
uh, you know, okay. Oh, and they also over. completely redid their tight ends by signing yep. Jesse James, yep. who was always, you know, he was miscast as a number one in Pittsburgh, but he's a more than capable number two. And he's oh, a and great then, tight end because he can block, too. And, oh, and then they drafted TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. So now you've got two tight end threats. Right. Offensive line, again, always kind of being in flux, but they got Taylor Decker and Rick Wagner. When you got those guys on the bookend and Frank yep. Ragno at center, like they're moving in the right direction. Right. So if they settle the rest of the interior, they find two guards uh, to, to fit into that group, uh, I think they've got a better line than the Packers. Defensively, now this, is, this could be an issue, but oh, they signed maybe the biggest free agent this year in Trey Flowers. Yeah. Coming to, to join, you know, the former Patriot coming to play with his uh, former coordinator in Detroit. So you add him on the edge. And obviously that's an upgrade. It, it, last year, they had some issues in the secondary. I'm not sure that they did enough to address it. But again, you know, Darius Slay is one of the better cornerbacks yes. in the league. Probably one of the more underrated cornerbacks in the league. Yeah. And uh, I just, again, I, I, at worst, I think it's a push with Green Bay. But honestly, I think they're better than Green Bay uh, no, on paper. I, I can see that. I can see that because when I look at it, I... I feel like their defense is maybe slightly ahead of Green Bay's, just slightly. And I feel like their offense, while I would pick Aaron Rodgers over uh, Matt Stafford, I'm probably going with Detroit at every other position. Mm-hmm. Like Right, exactly. And like you said, I think Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver on either of those teams. But the next four or five, I'm probably picking from the Lions. Right. <laughs> like. Maybe not five, but probably four, you know? Um, yeah, so I, I, I can see that. Yeah, I, I agree. And I just think I can look down this thing and I can pick out games where I'm like, I'm taking Detroit. Yeah. Where I couldn't do that with Green Bay. There are a no, bunch of pushes and a bunch of losses. Here, I would take Detroit over Arizona. I'd take Detroit. And at least one of the Green Bay games, I'd take Detroit. Yeah. I would probably take Detroit against the Giants because it's at home. It's in, at Ford Field. Oh. You know, so there's games that I can go down and be like, I think Detroit wins that game. Tampa Bay in week 15. So, like, I think I can pick out at least three or four non-pushes that I would say these are wins. Yeah. So I, I just think there's a chance for them to get to eight wins. They're still my third-place team, but I think Detroit can get to eight and eight. Yeah, I, I can see that. I. Yeah, I just – I still don't think they're that good. I, I – I think they'll be better than last year, um, but I just I, the you offense, have them in third, right? Yeah, At seven I and nine. I still feel like they're just gonna be spinning the wheels a little bit. Like I feel like they'll they're gonna leave some games on the table. So uh, the team I'm guessing we both have in second place then are the Vikings. You know they dropped from thirteen and three to eight seven and one last year, so a five victory drop, which is pretty significant. You know after they got rid of Case Keenum. And they brought in uh, Kirk Cousins. People thought that you know they're destined for an eleven, twelve win season again, and it just didn't come come together. The offense struggled at times, and the defense definitely wasn't the same as it was in twenty in twenty seventeen. So, what's on the table for twenty nineteen? Well, to me, I think that may be last year they they definitely underachieved, and maybe they had some bad luck. I think we could see a, a, a small improvement. So I have them in second, but I have them at nine and seven, just slightly in front of Detroit. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna put them at nine wins as well. Like I I don't think they are as good as they were two years ago. I think they're a little bit better than they were last year. Like they had some bad breaks last year, 
but at the same time, like, I, I just don't know. Like, I feel like they got old quick um, at some some key spots, and well, I feel like on on paper they should be at you know no worse than the second best team, but at a few wins higher. So you look and at it like it just Kirk Cousins. I don't really know what to think there. Like at times it seems to can, me that he's a stats guy, but like, doesn't get the right, one that he can throw. Important. He can throw five hundred yards and five touchdowns against you any and, Sunday and lose. But if it's a primetime game or a meaningful game, he's probably not the guy. Based on the, his track record, I'm not saying that he can't do it. I just based on what you've seen, he hasn't done it. Right. All right, but like you look, if Dalvin Cook is healthy, which is a huge thing because he's had a tendency to be be but, hurt. But at least he's now he's a year removed from the knee. That's true. So Dalvin Cook is. is Really good, and then you spare him with Amir Abdullah. So yeah. that's a decent two deep right, right there. And at receiver, man, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. Right. You know that's a great one too, right. right there. Absolutely. Oh, and then if Laquan Treadwell ever gets his act together, that right. should be maybe the best receiver trio in the the division. I agree. If, if Treadwell can get it together, I agree. And especially because Rudolph's at tight end. Yep. Like that. That is a very good three by one. Right. But you end up like they had huge questions. A lot because of injury on the offensive line last year, but you know, if, right? Have they have they fixed that? Did they right. do enough to fix that? Right. Now, will Dalvin Cook being healthy and what they've changed on the offensive line will that be enough? If it is, they could win the division. My, you know? I mean, as much as people want to pin dysfunction last year or inefficiency on Kirk Cousins, the bigger thing I think was the how much the defense took a step back. Yeah. Uh, it seems like ever since the Eagles destroyed them in that playoff game, they weren't the same unit. People forget they took the lead and had the ball against the Eagles early in the first quarter. And then Keenum got hit by Chris Long, I believe. I think so. And it got picked and run back for a touchdown. And that was the route was on. You know, like the Eagles, I don't know that the Vikings scored again the rest of the game. Right. Um, well, Everson Griffin, Danielle Hunter, Linville Joseph. You know, these are defensive line guys that have been in the league for a while, are seasoned veterans, and they had an incredible year, at least Griffin and Joseph, a few years ago, that they were really, they were beating up people good. And when you got uh, Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks, at linebacker, and then the defensive backs that they track out out there, or trot out there, I should say, uh, Mackenzie Alexander. Oh, he's your three because you have Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes. And then your safety is Harrison Smith who for a long time had been massively underrated, and now he's almost gone the other way that people talk about him, and I'm not sure, at least last no. year, having a he down got, year. He got burned. Yeah, he got exposed a little bit. So if that defense can get up to 75% of what it was in 2017, this team could win double-digit games. Yeah, I just... It's just last year was just I feel just like so I'm looking not at this, good. and I'm like, if everything goes right, I, you know, and I they think... Could they could win get, the division if everything goes they right. They could, but, like, how often... Everything went right for him two years ago up through the and NFC Championship. And everything went wrong last year. Right. So it's not likely that either one of those scenarios is going to happen. I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle, which is why I have him at nine wins. Right. I know that's closer to the everything went wrong, but I think I think there was a, there was something special with that 13-3 team. You get going, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't happen for them. They didn't get to the Super Bowl. It doesn't mean the year was a failure. I know in some realms it, it does, but, like, that was a heck of a year. Right. Last year, they underachieved. It's hard to kind of recapture that because the teams are so different from year to year. So I don't know that 
Kirk Cousins and these guys can capture that feeling and get going. Can you have that feeling with Kirk Cousins as your as your quarterback? I don't know. Can Dalvin Cook stay healthy? Can the offensive line stay healthy to protect both those guys? Yeah. I just sitting here right now because of I think they were unlucky and underachieved and I think they could get take a step forward this year. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Vikings unseat the Bears. But for right now, the way I'm feeling, I'm going to slot them in at second at 9 and 7 and have the Bears in first. Now, I don't think they're going to get to 12 and 4. My the Bears are going to be 11 and 5. You know, but looking in terms of potential or at least names on paper, honestly, I think the Vikings have the bigger names and 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 positional groups that are better, especially now with the Bears um, getting rid of um, uh, Howard, yeah, to the Eagles, to the Eagles for basically nothing. Yeah. Now I like Tariq Cohen, but is he an every down back? Are they rolling with Mike Davis? Are they expecting David Montgomery to take some of those carries? Tariq Cohen is electric, but he's not an every down back. He's mm-hmm. not a short yardage guy either. And uh, we talked about Trubisky. You know, to even to start this season after last year, he could still be maybe the fourth best quarterback in the division. Right. Right. He so, could be. Like who knows? He could if, be. If they win the division again, you could probably based on he that. He could maybe you could make an argument that he's the second. Yeah, or, he's he's probably. I mean, um, even if Aaron Rodgers, even if the Packers don't have a good year, I expect Rodgers to still have a great year and still right. be the you know top five quarterback in this league. But if Trubisky is able to duplicate back to back double digit win seasons, you probably vault him up to two above right. Stafford and Cousins. Right. No, I agree. But at least to start the year, yeah, one good year is great. But you got to keep doing it. So to start the year, Trubisky to me is probably the fourth best. Yeah. But that can change. But running back wise, you got Cohen and not too much. And wide receiver, I love Allen Robinson, right. but you know Cordero Patterson's now bounced around the league, and he's yeah. mostly a speedy guy. Yeah. He hasn't really caught on as a receiver. He's mostly a specialist. Yep. Then who else do you have? Taylor Gabriel also bounced around the league. You know he's yep. a great like three or four. But where is your other no I contributors agree. at wide receiver? So Riley Ridley is an interesting one. I think he could. Be good for right, them. The, the rookie uh, from Georgia. He actually outplayed his brother in uh, SEC championship game two years ago. Or is that Calvin? Yeah, he he's from Georgia. His brother is Calvin. Alabama. He's the younger brother. Um, not he. I mean, he's not Calvin Ridley. Like he's he's not. You're not going to get the same play. But I think he could be solid for them. He's not the number one guy, but I think he could be good opposite Allen Robinson. Um, but yeah, I no, I agree. Like there are more questions there. However. I feel like the defense is still going to be good. I know I questioned them to start the show when I talked about how their defensive coordinator is now gone, but I think the defense still gets it done here. Right. Well, I mean, you know, they got a couple guys along the defensive line, a lot of no-name guys. Eddie Goldman's a good nose tackle. Akeem Hicks came over from the Eagles a couple years ago. Uh, Jonathan Bullard as well. Uh, he's a solid defensive end for them. Uh, a lot of other um, you know, rookie bodies that they're going to be throwing in there into the fire, but where they really excel is linebacker with Leonard Floyd, Khalil Mack, and Roquan Smith. And Roquan Smith didn't even have a great year last year, and that's not to mention Danny Trevathan, uh, you know, a couple other guys that they My have I- inside there. So they got a decent, you know, three or four, depending on what defensive alignment they go with. And in the defensive backfield, you know, it hurts losing, uh, you know, our boy that we already talked about, Adrian yeah. Amos. Uh, but they got Amukamara. They brought in Clinton Dix. Kyle Fuller is still there. Eddie Jackson, one of the better free safeties in the yeah. league. 
and uh, Sherrick McManus, Buster Scrine. So, like, they have the talent and the depth to yeah. overcome maybe a lack of standouts along the defensive line. But when you're throwing that linebacker crew out there, they're going to be a tough out. So, yeah, I definitely think they have the defensive parts to hang with the Vikings. And last year they proved that they were better than the Vikings. Yeah. So we both have the same path. Bears, Vikings, Lions, Packers. I'm only putting the Bears at 10 wins, though. And I think okay. it's, so I have my teams going. 10, uh, 9, 8, 7? Yeah. So first and no, last. No, 10, 9, 7, 6. 10, 9, 7, 6. Yeah, okay. So I think it's going to be close. Um, but No disrespect to the Bears and Matt Nagy, but. If if I had to choose a Cinderella story, I'd love to see it be the Lions just because they haven't won the division since 1993. Yeah. Uh, and they haven't been in the I'd playoffs since. I'd be happy since, for Matt Stafford. Um, when was the last time they were in the playoffs? Oh, they were in the playoffs in 2016. I was thinking yeah. they'd been a while. But no, they've actually made the playoffs only as a wildcard team a bunch over the last few, few yeah. years. Uh, but, you know, I would love to see them possibly, you know, shock everyone and then win that division. Yeah. But I still favor, favor the Bears uh, there. So how about the AFC North? Another interesting this one. This one is interesting because you've got a team that did a complete overhaul over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, Are we going to be able to see them do it? Do you think well, let's, that... let's start at the other end, and I'm not going with the Browns to lose the division well, in fourth place. So, right. The, well, the, um, right. We're going to start at fourth, but what's do mention that the Cleveland Browns, you know, the Detroit Lions haven't won the division since 1993. Well, the Cleveland Browns like hold my beer because it's been since 1989. Um, different franchise. Uh, <laughs> True. Completely. <laughs> Not even the same team. Well, I mean, I guess technically the Ravens became a new franchise and the Browns they, got to think, yeah. just, they had a hiatus for what, four yeah. years or whatever it was. Yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> Cleveland hasn't won a division since 1989. And you mentioned before the show, there are likely many, maybe the majority of the current Browns <laughs> roster that were not even born right. the last time they won oh, the division. and just to throw this out there, in 1989, they lost in the wildcard playoffs to a team that doesn't exist anymore. Correct. In the same form. Right, because technically, the, technically the Tennessee the Titans <laughs> own the rights to the Houston yeah, Oilers, right. and that is the same franchise because the Houston Texans were a new franchise in 2002. They did not take over the Houston Oilers' history. Right. That's Because it was with the, the Oilers Titans. when they went to Tennessee for a year. They were Right, still, they were the Tennessee Oilers. Right. Yeah, so amazing. And actually, they were still part of the AFC Central at that time. And we've been in the AFC North now since 2002. So that, you know, just kind of context there on what the Browns are dealing with this year. But last year, the Ravens won the division at 10 and 6. They fell in the playoffs to the Chargers. And they did not have a wild card qualifier because the Steelers, man, they fell apart at the end they of the year. They bed, man. Yeah, they did not have a great year. But I think we're both going to be the same on who we have finishing fourth yes. in the AFC North. And that's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. I agree. They were 6-10 and 10 in fourth place last year. And I just don't know if they're going to be that much better this year. Now, they finally did get rid of Marvin Lewis. They brought in Zach Taylor, the I believe the Rams quarterback coach. Or offense, was he the offensive coordinator or is he, he just the quarterback coach? So he wasn't even necessarily handing all the play calls. No, he's not because McVay <laughs> is. Right. He so, was the offensive coordinator on a team where he didn't call the plays. And you're behind the genius. They, this is one of those where they said he got a job because he talked to, you know, like you've been in the same room as McVay. Yeah. Like, I, I'll yeah. believe it when I see it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Bengals, but they were not great last year. Now they're probably good for a few less suspensions and uh, personal fouls for unnecessary roughness because Vontez Perfect is finally not there. Right. So 
Oh my gosh! I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what what when you look at them. Where where do you think? Oh man, they're better now. Right, because well, Andy Dalton didn't even finish the year last year. He yeah, was injured. You can say that for a lot of years. <laughs> they. You know, and same thing, you know, as much as love AJ Green, he hasn't been able to stay healthy in the last nope. few years, and he's uh, probably entering the downside. Down Which is a shame because when I look, AJ Green is incredible. Tyler Boyd is really good. And John Ross, I think, can be good with those two other guys out there. I feel like, you know? he's, like he's now this this version of Cordero Patterson. It, because it, he he yeah. had the speed, but he hasn't been able to do no, much And else. I agree. I agree. I think part of that is because I feel like they just haven't been able to – some of that's on the guy, like your professionals. Like some of that's on them, absolutely. But I feel like he was in maybe one of the worst possible scenarios right. to actually develop. Because when you look at the Bengals, you're like, who have they developed into somebody that has been consistent? They have for some guys, and they then they always get hurt. Um, you look at running back. You know, Joe Mixon can be electric when he when he's there. You know, um, Giovanni Bernard is a good alternative back. You know, like just that kind of pound it but <sighs> bernard and mixon is fine stable you know those yeah. two guys they got a couple of rookies coming in that'll probably be you know a third down guy or on special teams so i mean andy dalton's serviceable but not great right. wide receivers you mentioned like those three wide receivers that's a pretty good trio right there and they've got a couple of guys to supplement or replace if need be um a tight end, if Eifert can stay healthy, and that's a huge if when it comes to him, but C.J. Uzoma is not, you know, nothing to uh, sneeze at. No. And they brought in Drew Sample, um, you know, the rookie as well. Yeah. So they have the pieces that you wouldn't think that this is the worst team in the AFC North, but I don't know. I I just, I feel like... Basically, the- I feel like this comes down to, do you feel like the coach and the new staff is enough to make them not the worst team? Because, and, and can Dalton and, I, and Green stay healthy? I feel like that's going to be two. It's kind of twofold. One, it looks like a great hire if it's right. true. If it goes bad, then <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, their first round pick was the Alabama tackle Jonah Williams. I feel that like if this, I feel upgrade. like if this goes bad, it could have it could have one year coaching scenario written all over it, which is kind of crazy because they held on to Marvin Lewis for right, for so long. But, you know, again, the the defense, you know, guys that are probably past their peak and yeah, Geno Atkins absolutely. and Carlos Dunlap, you know, they finally got rid of Vontae's perfect. And, you know, what else do they really have? They've had issues at linebacker for years trying to get the right pieces there. And now the ones that you thought were the future are all gone. Right. Defensive back-wise, that you always thought with some of the guys they picked in the draft over the years that they would have a breakthrough and some shutdown right. guys in Darquise Denard, yeah. William Jackson the third, Drake Kirkpatrick, uh Kaveri Russell, who was, you know, the injured guy from Notre yeah. Dame that they everyone thought was a steal. They just they just haven't. They haven't lived yeah. up to their their uh, draft status. Right. And I just don't know that this team is much better because of the unknown that is Zach Taylor and the health questions among their three best offensive players in Andy Dalton, AJ Green, and Tyler Eifert, I just can't put them past what six and ten last year. Yeah, I honestly think that they're a four and twelve team. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them at five wins, um, and in fourth place, just because I I think they're not any better than last year, and I think some of the other teams have gotten better from last year. Um, so honestly, I probably could go with four wins, right? Um, and I will. You know, I am going to bump them to four because I think I'm going to go higher on some of the other teams here. So I'm going to go with them at 
four wins and in fourth place. And that'll be interesting because then you could be picking a quarterback next year. You'd think they'd almost have to, right? Oh, you or would. Yeah, absolutely. With a new coach? Yeah, that would that, – four and 12 would get them in the top five, I would think. Yeah. So maybe top three. I doubt – I feel like it. they – they're the probably – well, no, I was going to say they're probably the worst thing we've talked about so far, but there's some teams I think out west that – yeah, I still I don't know what to think about the Cardinals. Like they they just don't have a lot out yeah. there. So, yeah, we'll but see. Kyler Murray, maybe you know he could do a Deshaun Watson and completely change that franchise around. A lot of these rookie quarters we've seen, right? Exactly. But it also could be a flash in the pan. I don't. Know. Right. We'll see. But I'm interested to see where you go with your third spot here. <sighs> so in my third spot. I'm going to go with the Ravens. That's who I'm picking. Okay. So I'm going with the Ravens. So they were 10 and 6 and won the division last year. I think they go 8 and 8 this year. Okay. I think I think they're still good and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that I don't think Lamar Jackson can get it done. I want to see if he can add some of the passing in. Right. Now, people put that on him last year. I don't put that on him. He wasn't really given the chance to develop that because Joe Flacco was still there. He's had a full off season now. If he is not a better passer, he does not need. He can if he is a top twenty passer mm-hmm. in the league. That's good enough, I think, because he's going to have some of those dynamic plays. And I know people are like, "Oh, well, you can't sustain that over a career." They don't have to sustain it over a career right now. Like we're talking about this year. We're not talking about who do I think is going to be the best over the next five years. I'm talking about who do I think how's it going to go this year. Right. I think they could could. Get some good pieces there. I I think Mark Ingram is an interesting add at running back. I agree. Um, Because put him in there with Kenneth Dixon. Right. And so can he just bring some stability? I think he can basically provide the production that they were or weren't getting from, Mm -hmm. you know, the stable of guys. Now, they had a ton of injuries at that position for a few years. But, you you know, like, so I, I think it's just one of those where, I think he could provide some stability there, which is huge. When you look at wide receiver, it's still really interesting. Um, yeah, Willie Sneed is there. Now, he was there last year, at least last year. Yeah, I think last year was his first year there. Marquise Brown adding through the draft. That's really interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, that's one of the um, better offseason acquisitions. Right. I think if you look, you know, they're always going to have a solid offensive line. Yeah. Especially Which when your need. tackles are Orlando they Brown need. and Ronnie Stanley. Right. They absolutely need that. I like Skura at center. And Yanda's, you know, one of the best. You know, an Iowa guy's going to do that yeah. for you. I think it's going to come down to, is Lamar Jackson able to pass the ball with any kind of regularity? Right. If he is, look, look out. I mean, if he's a good passer, look out. Because... I think they they could really turn some heads. I want to see it before I'm I'm on that wagon. And I don't think he's like I'm not on the he won't be able to be successful. I'm on the I want to see that his game has developed. I don't think he did a whole lot last year with that, but I don't think that was all necessarily his fault. I'm going to start to have question marks this year if I if I'm not able to see it, you know. Um so it'll be interesting because you know teams are going to make him pass. Like teams are going to make them pass. Or at least try to. Um, although even last year, some teams would line up and they didn't have Mark Ingram at running back. They didn't really right. have, you know, they were just kind of filling in guys. 
and they still were able to get it done to some degree. Um, I I just think when it comes to down to it, I think the Browns are a lot better, and I think the Steelers. I know they lost some key guys, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but. I I just feel like you're talking about addition by subtraction with the Steelers. Yeah. So well, and that's a lot of what you said is why I have the Ravens in third as well. I think I'll put them at seven and nine. I'll drop okay. them down three. And this all is, I mean, it, you make it sound not not you like people no, I, in I general make it sound that this is all Lamar Jackson's fault if it falls apart, and that's not the case. But he is the quarterback, so kind of is. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I'm not a Lamar Jackson hater by any stretch of the imagination. No. But I agree with everything you said that he's got to be able to prove that he can be a more legitimate passer, and that's not all on him. He wasn't given enough opportunities. If he's given those opportunities by Harbaugh and uh, who's the, who's their offensive coordinator? Do you know? I don't know. I think they changed it though. Uh, Greg Roman. Greg Roman. Right. Um, you know, if if he is even above average at it, they're going to win more than seven games. Yeah. You know, but then I say that I look at the expectations for some people to step up like Michael Floyd to finally have a career yeah. like he was expected to have. Yeah. Marquise Brown have the impact that they hope to get out of a first round pick and the signing of Mark Ingram, because other than that. You know, there's not a lot of names there. No. Uh, like I said, I like the offensive line, but defensively, you know, I'm sure Terrell Suggs is older, but he was a mainstay there. Right. And also, you let CJ Mosley walk? I know. Like, that was, that was shocking to me. Right. I, I just, I don't get that. I mean, sure, you brought back Pernell McPhee, who, you know, left for a cup of coffee with, what was it, the Browns? I forget where yeah. he went. But I just, I don't know. There's No, I, I, I agree. And that's why I have him dropping a few. It'll yeah, be so interesting because this is another one. If it goes bad, Harbaugh's gone. Harbaugh's gone, and then you're going to think. And if it, and if it, if Jackson doesn't prove he can be a legitimate passer, now you have people talking. Is it time. time to draft? Well, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm interested to see how they handle that with him. Is it going to be like the um, it was a guy in New Orleans, uh, Taysom Hill? Yeah, are they going to use him like Just that? Everywhere. Are we going to see him on offense, defense, and special teams? McSorley, that is. Yeah, I like don't that. Know. I don't know. I, I mean. That was the one of the worst places he could go because I can't get a Ravens jersey. Like that's not happening. But I'm going to be rooting for him when he's on the field. So, um, all right. I mean, I guess it's my turn to go. So and I got to figure out what I'm going to do here because I'm not I'm sure what I'm going to do. Um, so my second place team is going to be the Cleveland Browns. I, I'm <laughs> not going all the way because, you know. You you said it already. I think Steelers actually a little bit of addition by subtraction getting Antonio Brown out there, which I feel like that disintegrated quickly. I feel like it was eighteen months, two years max, because I felt like he was fine. Like yeah. for a number, like he had, was goofy and like kind of odd, but like it never seemed to me like he you know was, what was the beginning of the end was the video, the locker room video, room. right? Yeah. yeah, which was that two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so all of a sudden things just fell apart. But I, I agree. I think uh, I mean they got a great one in Juju. Uh, so yeah, but all, they need someone opposite him. Yeah, you know? and we'll see. But they've proven, you know, uh, 
because didn't they bring in Brown and Wallace right at the end of Heinz yeah. Ward? Yeah. And then they went to to Wallace, right. and then Brown Wallace was the second big, guy. And then yeah. Brown came in, and they brought in Schuster. Right. Now Schuster's that guy, and they got to have someone. But right. uh, we'll get to the the Steelers either when you talk about the second place team or I talk about my first place team. So I'm going with the Browns here, but I think this is a Browns team that very well could make the playoffs. I think they have enough talent. It's whether or not the coaching staff and the team leaders can keep it all together. Is Freddie Kitchens that guy? Now, he's obviously comfortable with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was happy that Freddie Kitchens got the job, that they were sticking with the guy that was there last year. You know, has John Dorsey done enough? And has Jimmy Haslam kind of taken his hands off of this situation to finally have... Um, you know, finally had that cohesion that the Browns need. I mean, we talked about they haven't won the division since 1989. They haven't made the playoffs since 2002, I think it was early yeah, 2000s. So. You know, they were really good in what was it, 07? But they Derek Anderson was their quarterback, I think. Oh. But they were like 10 and six and didn't make the playoffs, yeah. I think. So they haven't been in the playoffs in you know 18 years or what, 17, 18 years. Haven't won a division in 30 years. I don't think the division drought ends, but I think there's a very good chance they could make the playoffs. So I'm going to have them going 10 and six wow. and finishing in second. Now, well, they, last year they won what? Six, nine, seven, eight, and seven, one. Eight and so one. they had seven, eight, and one. And you're telling me that a team that added the parts that they added can't win three more games. And Baker Mayfield didn't start the whole year. Yeah. So I, I just think that the potential to get to double digit wins is there. I just, I do. I, and I know there's a lot of people that think that they may be the best team in the division. Maybe And maybe Justin's one of them. I don't know. We'll find out here shortly. But I'm not quite ready to crown them yet. And now this could be a step to them being that dynamite team for you know a three, four-year run. I just think it might be a year away yet. And we'll see what they can do. But when you look at the roster, the, the names and the, the raw it's ability, insane. if Baker Mayfield can replicate what he did last year or i mean crazy enough for the rest of the afc north if he gets better yeah. in year two but you also have drew stanton there who's not a slouch he could fill in yeah. if he needed now i'm not hoping he plays the whole season then look at look at but your look at your running backs. running backs nick chubb kareem hunt and duke johnson now i know duke johnson i think is upset that these other guys are right. here and now i think kareem hunt might miss the first half of the season right but, but i mean nick chubb People were screaming to give him more opportunities last year. When they finally did, yeah. he delivered. Yeah. So when Hunt gets back, if yeah. Chubb so and Johnson you, can hold it down, right, that trio. You adding Kareem oh Hunt in, in end of October. Right. You know, All like, of a sudden, you're halfway cool. through the season. If you're like six oh, and, and two. and then you get a fresh Kareem Hunt. Five and three, whatever. Ugh, oh, my gosh. But then your receivers. You, you know, you already had Landry last year. Gosh. But now you bring in Odell Beckham. You bring in Oda Beckham now. They and Jarvis Landry and Oda Beckham were college teammates. They wanted to play together, and now they are. Oh, they also have Antonio Callaway. You know, no big deal. Yeah. They, like they'll be fine. Uh, Unreal. Tight ends: David Nyoku, probably one of the underrated guys. And, and with I think poised to have a huge. Well, I was going to say with season. the pieces around him, he could be this year's George Kittle. Yeah, like that's yeah. what you could see happen with David Nyoku. Offensive line: Joel Petonio, Austin Corbett. Um, Greg Robinson you know, didn't leave, hasn't lived up to draft positioning, right. but now a serviceable guy. J.C. Treader, you know, anytime you can bring in someone from the Packers, that usually goes pretty well. Yeah. They tend to let guys go a little earlier than they need to, but in the end it works out. But I think Treader will, still, will be fine there. So I think they've got, you know, above average offensive line. Then it gets then even you get to the defense. The line. Miles Garrett has proven to be worth the pick that they used yes. on him. They br- brought in via trade Olivier Vernon. 
and Sheldon they have Richardson. Sheldon Richardson and Brian Price. So your All defensive right. line, you're okay there. Right. Linebackers, Christian Kirksey is probably the biggest name there, but you brought in Mac Wilson, yep. who people thought was a steal in the draft. Right. Defensive backs, Morgan Burnett, um, Demarius Randall got in a trade last year. Denzel Ward, mm. who people you know were like, oh, man, that was a reach last year. Well, he proved that it was not a reach last right. year because he had a great rookie season. And oh, then and then they drafted Greedy Williams. Williams. Yeah. So now, you know, now you've got legitimate shutdown corners at both spots if Greedy Williams can figure that role out as a rookie. Right. And look at <laughs> you have great cornerbacks, potentially. A great secondary, great defensive line, which usually helps secondaries. Like, man. Well, and look at the way the first part of the season shapes up. It, to me, they're better than the Titans. They're better than the Jets. They're probably not better than the Rams, but it's at home in prime time, and this team's going to be amped. So yeah. I think you could even say that's a push. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they're at worst a push with the Ravens, but probably better. I mean, that's where we're putting them here. We just had the Ravens in third and them at least in second. So, you know, I think right there they could be three and one at 49ers. Maybe you could see it as a hiccup, but I think they're better than them. And then you got the Seahawks, but you get it at home. So in the first six weeks of the season, I could easily see them at four and two. It's interesting because then they have a buy and then they're way at new England, which is tough, insanely difficult. Then they're away at the Broncos, and I know the Broncos haven't been getting it done, but I know at Denver is never an easy win for anyone either. Right. You know, so like it could be interesting coming off of a game at New England. So that's just an interesting stretch there. But right, but I just you know I look through the but schedule. But they're done with the Steelers as of December first, which is huge for them. I right, think. and and then their last four games, if they're the team we expect them to be. Could all be Actually, wins. They could they finish play the with Steelers. Four. They play the Steelers on November 14th and December 1st. So they play them three weeks apart. Yeah. Yeah. And the 14th is a Thursday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. They get a long week before they play the Dolphins. <sighs> and they get the Dolphins and, at home. And it's at home. And the Dolphins have never played the Browns. When the Browns are terrible, the Dolphins would still lose to them. Now the Browns are good. Oh, gosh. Whoever thought that role reversal. Okay. But so honestly, I have to, I have to slot them here. If they lose less, if they win less than 10 games, I think it's a disappointing season. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Are you going with them at two or are you bumping them? So I was all set to put them at two. And I feel like when you talk about it, I feel like it has to, like, you have to put them at one. But what I'm going to do is I am going to slot them at two. I'm going to slot them at two at 10 wins. Um, and I think they're going to be in that spot for a playoff spot. I just feel like, yes, they do have all these guys. I feel like this may be that year where these guys are, quote, unquote. And this is terrible. And I hate sometimes when people do this. Basically, like, I hate when other people do it, but I'm about to do it. Um, <laughs> they have to learn to win. You know, like, I think. Right. A lot of them have A lot been of there. people think it's going to be easy for the Browns because they are so talented. And now, like, I just feel like. It's not that easy in the NFL. It never is. You know what I mean? Like, it, it never is just that easy to kind of see what's coming. Now, I say that. Last year, you could look at it and be like, oh, the Rams and the Patriots are probably the two best teams, and that's who ended up in the Super Bowl. You know, so maybe sometimes it is that easy. But I just feel like with the Browns, I feel like it It just seems like they're making it too easy. Um, I think they are really good. I think they're better than they were last year. 
Um, I think it's going to be close, and they, they wouldn't surprise me if they win the division, but I'm going with the Steelers because I think that is a team. Well, what do you have the Browns doing then? 10 wins. That's what I yep. had, 10 and 6. So I think the Steelers are going to get to 11 wins, and I'm going to put them in first place because I know they lost Le'Veon Bell, who didn't play last year. Right. I think James Conner will step up, and I think they can kind of add in some, you know, they can kind of split that up a little bit. Well, the Steelers are 7-2-1 and one entering the game on November 25th. Right. And then they lost four of their next six right. to finish nine, six, and one. Missed Again, the playoffs. Including against the Broncos, who were bad, and against the Raiders, who were bad. Right. And you lose to the Chargers, who were good, and the and the Saints. You lose at the Saints, not not a big deal. You lose to the Chargers at home. That was that was a bad one. Yeah. Well, and those four losses were all by seven points or less. Right. Now, I know people would be like, well, they also beat the Patriots by a touchdown. They beat the Bengals by three. Like, sure, there's always a flip side to that. But I'm just saying... They also I, beat the Jags by four, and the Jags were terrible last year. Right, right. Well, that was a game that, I mean, realistically, we were at, we were saying at the time, we're like, they probably should have lost to Jacksonville. Yeah. But, you know, and they started they, they started slow, came on strong. We were saying, probably in November, being like, oh, same old Steelers. Yep. And then all of a sudden, they fell off a cliff, and right. I'm not really sure what happened there, if the, the drama surrounding Antonio Brown started to get to them or what. But uh, it's 2019. It's a different season. Bell's gone. Brown's gone. And I just think, this is another one of those teams that we we so, know the Steelers. Right. So, this is what they do. Ben ta- Roethlisberger will be fine. Yep. James Conner will step in, and Jalen Samuels is ready to take yep. over. And Trey Edmonds is there to oh, kick in Benny as well. Oh, and Benny Snell Jr., who I right. really like from Kentucky, he ran all over Penn State. I don't like him, but he ran all right. over Penn State in the bowl game. Like I think they're good at. Run- I think they're better than they were last year, considering they didn't have. Um, Le'Veon Bell last year. Like, I'm not counting him as on the team because he never showed he didn't up. play. Right. And I think Le'Veon Bell is very good. That was a crazy headline with him the other day. Yeah. Um, girlfriends, plural. Um, but anyway. It's a half a million dollars in jewelry. <laughs> right. But anyway, James Conner, um, Benny Snell, Jalen Samuel. Like, I think they've they've got guys there. I think they can be more than serviceable. Wide receiver, this is going to be interesting. They, I th- see. I think they but, got him in free agency. I think Moncrief is going to be that guy. I, I think he is too. But, I but think, you also have Eli Rogers and James Washington, right? Like they're no slouches. Uh, right. Like, so, oh, and think about just think about how much less drama there is in this. And we always talk about how the Steelers. The thing you could talk about them was stability. We they are a model of stability. Last year they were not. They were not. And you could even argue the last two years. And what have they done? They've gotten rid of the two pieces that are the biggest forces rocking the boat the last right. two years. Now, I'm not saying that those guys didn't have, like, I, I don't know. I like, know. It's a weird. Antonio Brown, like, I, I'm not on board. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, Le'Veon I Bell, I, I can disagree with, but I can see what, like, if you don't want to play under the franchise, so be it. Like he, he, right. he did what he. The Bell make, one makes more sense than the Antonio Brown one because right. now you're in Oakland and who cares, right? <laughs> like right. you were in Pittsburgh, which is your football capital for a, for a Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback for one of the best ownerships in the NFL. Yeah, for a city that adored you until you became this prima donna. Yes, like I just don't yes. get it. I and and. You will understand, and people who know me really well understand, I like Juju Smith-Schuster, and you oh realize gosh. how hard that is for me right, to say. he played at USC. He, well, he played he, at USC, and now plays for the Steelers. Right, yeah, that's, that's true. insane. Yeah. That is insane. 
That's insane. Like, I look at, we just talked last week. I think it was us last week. Like, Ezekiel Elliott, Ohio State, this might have been with Ohio him, State and Dallas. Ohio State and Dallas. Like, that is easy on my don't root for list. Don't, yeah, no, don't you know, like, like you. Juju Smith-Schuster is in that same category for me. Like, played at USC on USC teams that played against Penn, Penn State. State. And beat Penn State. Right. And then you go to the Steelers, a team where I just I just can't do it. And here I am liking, not just rooting. Right, he's just fun. Oh my gosh, he's just I know. fun. Gosh. Yeah, it's just fun. Well, I mean, they and they, well, you didn't even talk about offensive line or defense yet, I, but offensive line, David DeCastro, Ramon right. Foster, Marquise Pouncey, Alejandro Villanueva. You know, you By gotta the way, have just, a, got his, um, just got his MBA from Carnegie Mellon, I think. <laughs> I know. Like, okay. Like, what they a guy. like you even more. What a guy. <laughs> like, they're fine offensive line. I know they had some up and down years, and, you know, that the middle of Ben Roethlisberger's computer, yeah, career, but, they had some issues, but they're they're going to be okay. Like, James Conner had a great year last right. year, and they were a big part of that. Right. The defensive line, if you, you get me Alu-Alu, a Tyson Alu-Alu, I'm not yeah. sure how you say that, but, oh, yeah, J- Javon Hargrave, Cameron Hayward, Daniel McCullough, Stephen Tewitt. Guess what? Only three of those five need to be on the field at a time. Right. And they they have five guys that they can rotate right. in there, and that's not even to mention rookie Isaiah Bugs. Yep. So they're okay. Yeah. There. And then you look at linebackers, where they've had a little bit of an issue finding yeah, but- the right pieces. And Ryan Shazier's injury still. I mean, and talk about like someone who I shouldn't like because he was a monster at Ohio State, right. especially when they played Penn State. But you can't help not to root for oh the my guy. Gosh. Like oh, awesome. he didn't deserve any of what right, happened to right. him, and the Steelers have done it, done it right the whole way. Yes. Surprise, surprise! Yes. And you know he's a guy that right. I really hope he can come back. But, but but you look at some of these guys. So they have Bud Dupree, who I know can be up and down, but when he's up, people it's, are it's expecting up. him to have a great year. Right. And TJ Watt was what a steal for them. Right. Oh, but they also have Vince Williams, and then they drafted Devin Bush. Right. Exactly. Oh, and also Carl Mark Barron, who's always been kind of an interesting. You know, is he a safety? Is he a linebacker? But right. now you're in a situation where you can deploy him wherever you need him. And right. I think and this could be one of the best linebacker groups the Steelers have had in recent. Memory. If you want to put like bets on players to make big plays because I don't like them, Tyler Matakavich is going to make right, big plays. Right. And it, listen, it's not not. I don't think he's a bad person. I don't know any of that stuff. Played for Temple. Temple. Like I just I, I can't don't do like it. you. Right. Exactly. So look, look. Yeah, I'm just explaining how you did something completely rational, and I irrationally don't like you for that. Right. Yet I find myself liking Juju Smith Schuster. That just tells you. How much that of like, at least I feel like he's a rootable, rootable. Yeah, you know what I mean. Rootable. He's rootable. Rutabaga. <laughs> so, uh, but the, I mean, I guess the only place that gives me a little bit of pause is the defensive backfield. But this is the Steelers. We've been saying it for how many years? Forever. Ever since Palomalo's like height in the early like mid two thousands. The you know once like. 2009 got here i feel like things Oof. got really bad yeah and it hasn't been great for the last decade right you know they got our boy marcus allen but i'm not sure he's a starter there no um no. and they've been talking about Artie burns possibly being you know iffy so i think sean davis and terrell Edmonds are your starters at safety hayden's obviously one of your corners right. can justin lane the rookie take that spot is it going to be reserved for steven nelson or cameron sutton you know, we'll see what happens. So, I mean, if you're going to point out maybe a, a group that has a lot to prove, it's right. the defensive backfield. But, but I look at this team, and again, quintessential Steelers. I know we got burned on this last year because I know I was preaching it to you, even though we weren't necessarily running shows every week last year. Like, I know I, I was preaching it. Like, I'll believe it when I see it with the Steelers because this is the Steelers all the time. People question them, and then they then they they 
are in the playoffs. And I know they didn't make the playoffs, but if you look at it, they're just I when I look at how things go, I know talent wise they aren't they aren't better. Like I, I know that. Like you can't take two all pro caliber guys off your team and be better talent wise. However, I look at what's left, and this is the opposite of like I don't feel like it's the same thing as like Oakland when they got rid of two All Pro caliber right. guys last year because what's left is different than what is in Oakland, and the system that's in place is different than what's in Oakland. I just think when you look at it, you have a lot less distraction. Like I don't see what the distractions are going to be. I am sure there will be some because the NFL and there has to be something, but and you have a team that's going to feel like. You don't think you're going to hear this over and over again as the season goes on, like how the Browns are going to be everybody's favorite here. Right. Not the everybody's. Ravens won it last year. Right. And Browns in this and Browns in that. The Steelers are going to feel like they have a chip on their shoulder. Of them. Right. There's going to be a chip on their shoulder and they're going to feel like they have something to prove. Well, right. And that, and you take out the guys that were the distractions. That sounds oh like a recipe gosh. for success in yeah. Pittsburgh because, yeah. So everyone's focus is on the Browns because of their acquisitions and the talent that they've accumulated. Everyone's focused on the Ravens because it's a you know first year full time Lamar Jackson. It's his team. What are they going to do there? And the Bengals have a new head coach. What are the well, yeah? Sir, so the Steelers lost their two biggest headaches that have been plaguing them for the last two years. Right, but only one are they losing on field production from right, last year from when last they year. won ten games. Right, well, no, they won nine. They were nine, nine six and one because right. of the tie. So. I just like it. Just a recipe for success, I think, for the Steelers. And you know, I know there are a lot of people that think we're crazy, and because I'm sure there's people that are saying they're the third best team right. in the. But AFC if you North. look at it, when when games are are crazy down the stretch next year, as of right now, I know it can be different when we watch two months of games. But down the stretch next year, am I going to take the Steelers, who I know have done it before, or am I going to take the Browns, who I no one there has really done it before at right. this level? Yeah, I completely agree. So it's both divisions. Oh, and then they get to play each other twice in three weeks. Yeah. Oh, man. End of November, early December. Yeah. Late November games. Steelers, Browns. Man, too bad one of those isn't Thanksgiving night. Uh, Oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. Then we get a Thursday night game. Yeah, but see, I love love those being on, like, that Thursday night game being teams that don't, like, that I will be watching, but I'm just kind of, like, get my popcorn ready because. Right. Yeah, but let's be honest. If it's the Steelers, things just go better generally. If the Steelers win, even if I don't want them to win, (laughs) right? So, So, well, we actually picked the divisions exactly the same, which is crazy. But so we have Chicago. But they're not the same as last year necessarily. Well, we have Chicago repeating. We do, do. but we do have the Steelers winning, and I think we got our first. We haven't really been talking wildcards too much, but I think we both think Cleveland will at least be in the discussion. If they're not, it's a massive underachievement, right? So, but think they could go eight and eight, be better, and people will be disappointed. Because yeah. they were, what, seven, eight, and one right what, last they year. They could go nine and seven and not make the playoffs. And people will be disappointed. But that's good for the franchise in terms of they're getting better. The talent's still young in there. And the, another offseason, it could prop them up even more. And you're getting closer and closer to Roethlisberger hanging it up. All right. So, yeah. you know, even like I want we the Browns about that, how they keep could be it in focus. At the same, yeah, at the Browns. Same time. If it doesn't happen this year, and I don't think anyone actually thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl, just show progress. Don't take step. Don't be the Jaguars because that's exactly what happened to Jacksonville. Yep. 
And you're in better position because you have a quarterback that, I mean, I know after one year, we want to pump the brakes because we talked about but Trubisky having a one honest, good year. Show, he has shown more in the one year than Bortles has. Yeah, this like, is true. Bortles showed that he could win games, but not in the way that Baker showed that he could win games. Right. All right, so that wraps it up. Again, quick yeah. recap the AFC North. Bengals four, Ravens three, Browns two, possible wild card, Steelers one. So we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us a bunch of ways. Best ways, email JoeMaysAndJRF at gmail.com. Send us what you think is going to happen in the divisions, not just the AFC and FC North, but all of them that we covered or the ones yet to cover. Now, I honestly, I don't remember. I have to pull up the schedule. I can't remember if I had scheduled a show for next week or not. Um, and that's not what I wanted. Probably pull up the actual site. Oh, good. I can't remember if I had scheduled one for next week or not. Uh, yes, I did. Oh, but it was going to be a friend show. Are you not around next week? I should be around next week. I'm not around the week after that. Yeah, I knew about that one. That's supposed to be Bulldog Hour, so I'll have to figure out what's going on with that. I know for certain we won't be here in three weeks because I'll be, I'm not around. Okay. So, um, But then I have the 7th and well, 14th is I, the end of our We NFL joke about preview. this a lot. I will text you next Saturday <laughs> and or Sunday Yeah, um, and be like, is there a show? What time am I supposed to be there? <laughs> so we are having a show next week. What the topic will be is TBD because we're actually going to take a little bit of a break from NFL previews just to give a little bit of time between now and the, the divisions that we're most interested in, in the AFC East and NFC East. So the best divisions. We're, right. We're, so we're going to episode 280 is next Sunday, Father's Day night. I don't know what the topic will be. It may be a friends thing where we talk about movies, television shows, parenting, whatever. We'll see. Two weeks from now, June 23rd, will be a bulldog hour. June 30th, we're completely off. Nothing happening. And then the July 7th and 14th, we'll wrap up our NFL previews. Part four of the five-part uh, series will be the AFC East and the AFC playoff predictions on July 7th, so in one month. And then the following week, July 14th, we'll wrap up the NFL predictions with part five focusing on the NFC East and our Super Bowl predictions. So we need a full hour to talk about our divisions yes. and the East Coast bias that we have. So we will do that in a, a four and five weeks, but we will be back next week. Just don't know what we'll be talking about. So we'll figure that out. And, um, you know, we're going to wrap up July. I think weeks that Justin's not around with uh, some friends topics, probably with uh, my wife and maybe uh, Greg and Laura, or maybe I can get Brenton here right before his daughter is born. We'll see how he's doing. Uh, and then, oh, then August is here. And guess what? We are full on Bulldog Hour for the next few months. So that's why we're wrapping up the NFL preview here in the next few weeks so um any shout outs from you anything to say anything to add um my cousin had uh had her twins this week so oh, well, congratulations uh, yeah, congratulations to kelly and rob um yeah that was uh pretty awesome so yeah that that happened maybe thursday i think um so yeah uh you know i think i mentioned it last week but i'll say it again happy birthday belated now to my yeah. daughter Haley, uh to my cousin's w- wife uh, Kristen and also her daughter Kylie, their daughter Kylie, who's also the same day as Haley. So a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, also, I think since last time, actually last week when we had the show, it was Brent's birthday. So a happy birthday to him. A little late, and 
I think that's it. Well, you know, congratulations on Wilson baseball for a great season. Yeah, Came up just awesome. a little short of making the state final four, but man, what a year from them. One of the best in program history, best in at least 30 years. And oh, they had nearly everyone back next year. Yeah. They, I know the, the pitching staff takes a hit, um, you know, and there are certainly con- some contributors that are, that they're going to have a hard time trying to replace, but there are a lot of young guys on that team. The majority so of position players right, and, and and their ace for sure are all yeah, back next yeah. year. When when Luke was the starting pitcher in the few of the playoff games, the entire ten man lineup with DH were underclassmen, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, all sophomores and juniors. So a bright future. Hopefully, they can replicate that success next year. Uh, but now. Um, Everyone's focused on football. All the Bulldogs are back at Gursky. So yeah, so. gonna be a gonna be a fun season. We'll be talking about that a lot over the next few months. But I think that's it. So uh, for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. This wraps up episode 279 of the Joe Mays and JRF Show. We'll be back next week on episode 280 to talk about something else, maybe maybe not in the sports world. So until next time, have a good evening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and JRF Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRaff.com. The Joe Mays and JRaff Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.